Hey folks, it's your boy Jaden back again on some trashy ass equipment recording from work. So I apologize ahead of time for the sound quality. I'm recording from work this time because life is pretty hectic at home right now. So I'm taking a moment during my break to do this podcast, get this responsibility taken care of because that's how I do things. So as you uh, are probably familiar with already, this is IMX, the podcast. I am the handler of the character once known as Explode. I've been in the EWC for a long time. I'm opinionated as shit, and I just got a lot of things to say, and 90% of what I have to say, you can just go ahead and cross off the list. It's just me making fun of things, and that's okay. Um, I just have a, a quick subject I'd like to talk about today. I'm going to get right to it. We're going to try and keep this under 30 minutes. Uh, for those who are just joining me on the show, I want to welcome you. Thanks for uh, hopping along. Everybody who's listened to the show and everybody who's joining me today, I would like to urge you to find your favorite uh, situation that you like to listen to podcasts on and uh, give yourself an opportunity to subscribe or follow because I could really use those. It's how I know I'm doing a good job and it lets me know that I'm doing all right. I'm never going to be charging for this podcast. So that's what brings the smile to my face is to find out I got people listening, people crazy enough to hear what I got to say on that note. Recently, I was nominated for an award on the EWC End of the Year Awards, and I want to give my all my friends out there a very heartfelt thank you um, from me personally, from me, Jaden, not Explode. <laughs> you know, we're talking to different characters. You think I'm bipolar at this point. Um, I guess everything moving forward is just me, Jaden, because X passed away, but we'll get into that in a minute. I want to thank you for that award a nomination. While I don't expect to win it, uh, because there are far better podcasts out there, um, and there's far better people that do more out of character that deserve it than I do. It's just nice to see that I am you know, still getting heads to turn in a fed that I don't write for anymore, but I love with all my heart. So um, thank you for that nomination. It means a lot to me, and uh, it, it kind of touched me a little bit at a time that I needed it. So appreciate that. I think that if I would have taken more time in my EFED career to stop and just be happy about the attention that I was given or uh, the thoughts when people looked my way and just nodded in my direction, I probably would have had a happier time in a hobby than always expecting to win every time. I'm still learning. I'm still learning even after I've stopped writing. And that being said, I, I, I would urge everybody who's writing right now to take that advice. Even if you don't win something, if your name is in the conversation, that's pretty cool. It, it is pretty cool. And there's nothing better right now. There's nothing better ever besides a hug from your kid, your children um, than being recognized and respected by your own peers and peers that you don't even play with. <laughs> so thank you very much in the bottom of my heart. All right. So this today, I want to talk about two things. One, I'm going to answer a few questions that I got. And then two, a subject that has come up for me in, a, in another Fed I'm not going to name, but I think it applies to all Feds. It's something we don't talk about too often, you know. A lot of times we talk about bad habits that uh, Fed members have. You know, um, I think I might have done that on this show to exhaustion, right? Uh, we always talk about bad habits that people, when they enter the Fed, what they do. I pissed off a few people with that. Uh, we talked about things that they do, bad habits they do after they win titles, and I pissed off a lot of people with that. Um, we talk about things that players do when they leave a Fed and trash they talk, and I pissed off a lot of people with that. So. I mean, I'm on the train where I piss off people with the truth. 
And I'm not going to stop now. You're going to get the truth every single fucking time from me because there's no other way I roll, you know. And um, it's not that I'm angry or mad or bitter or nothing like that. I've just honestly spent about, out of my 20 plus years of time in the hobby, I spent about 10 years of it, you know, trying to play the game by the rules of whatever fed I was in. And then the next 10 years after that, trying to change the rules because you can't grow this hobby unless you're willing to change and elevate. Um, and how I wrote in the last 10 years of my in my e-career was completely different than the trash I wrote in the first 10 years of my career. And I did, you know, it changed because I was willing to change who I was. But I think it's important that feds change along with it, you know, with their members, with the times and with the atmosphere and the environment of wrestling as it is. I think it's important that feds are willing to grow overall and change the status quo of how things are done. Take a look at, for example, the WWE, formerly known as the WWF. Look at how they used to do things in the 50s and the 60s and 70s. I guess they would have been the WWF then. And then in the 80s, when they became the WWF, when it was Hulk Hogan era, Ultimate Warrior, how they did things then. You had the Attitude Era. There was the, um, what was that? Uh, Jesus, what was the Brock Lesnar era called? You guys can chime in on that one if you remember. I think it was like the Ruthless Aggression era. I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. If I'm wrong, let me know. But anyway, the point of my story that I'm rambling about is that the WWE was smart enough to know that they had to change with the times. You can't keep doing things the same way. You can't keep doing business the same way because you're just going to stop doing business after a while. People get tired of dry, sour, used-up products. You know, you got to bring something fresh. And so I feel like it's important that we talk about the feds in general this time around. You know, we've, we've destroyed everything a player can do. Um, and I'm sure I'll do that again in the future. But I think it's time that we talk about things bad habits that staff and fed heads do. And before I even get into that, I want to just go ahead and stop short right now and say, if you're sensitive, uh, if you're the kind of person that thinks that I'm talking about you directly, hit stop now, hit stop now, because I'm not, I'm, I'm, you're just going to have to just hit stop because I, I'm not going to apologize to any more people. This is my opinion and I'm right. You know, I have a right to it. It's not affecting anyone. This is just my opinion. And I'm not asking you to listen, but if you do listen, I appreciate it and I respect you for it. You don't have to agree with me, but you got to respect my opinion. And uh, this is my opinion on what I've felt through the over tw you know 20 years. What is that in Spanish? Is that a 20, 21? That's 21, right? I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is my experience in the long, long time I've been doing this, you know. And uh, I've, I've run into some great, really great fed heads. And I've run into some assholes, you know, straight up assholes. And when I say asshole fedheads, I include myself in that sentence. I, I've done some pretty shitty things because um, I was learning along the way, you know. I was a little, I'm, I was less mature than I am now, and I still consider myself immature today. So imagine how immature I was then, right? Um, so there was mistakes I made along the way, and I ran into other fedheads that did the same thing in theirs. So for every good fed head I, I played the game with, I played the game with a turd, and that's the facts. So um, I had made a list of, I think, 10 things, maybe a little bit more, that I felt that staff and fed heads do that are just bad habits. These aren't things that are, are bad fed heads or bad staff. These are things that I feel are bad habits in general. Um, but before I get into that, I have to address one more thing. I, like I said, I had a couple of questions. People asked me about kill and explode and they wanted to know you know a few things i'm just going to name three of them three of them off really quick 
Um, but I want to thank you for sending in those questions and even giving a shit. Um, it's nice that someone cared. Uh, number one was, why did I kill off Explode? I think I addressed that in a previous episode. I'll make it short. I killed off Explode, so I wouldn't have the urge to ever RP with him again, to be honest with you. His story was told to exhaustion. Um, and I can't, I couldn't keep him alive because if I RP'd as him, if I acted like him, I channeled him every time. And all I was doing was, you know, insulting members and holding people back. And I don't want to do that. I want to be me. I want to elevate people. I don't want to hold them back. And it's just, just not possible with X. I'm sorry. It's just when I get in that mind frame, anytime you start to act like you've done something better than me, I got to wreck you. You know what I mean? And Jaden's not like that. Here I went with that bipolar shit again. So I had to kill X. He had to die for the good of me. And that's pretty much why I, I killed him. It was time for Jaden to get to know everybody, for you to get to know Jaden, and for, you know, the the curtain to be pulled back, per se. And that's all I got to say about that. Uh, one thing I will make clear is you might hear things or have already heard things that I said that are different than what I've said before. And the truth is, is because I'm not watching what I say anymore. Uh, early on, I met some of you and I was kind of guarded about who I was, where I live, how many kids I had, my family, blah, blah, blah. Because I ran into a lot of, you know, nutter fuckers in here, man. There's some crazy ass people that have seriously uh, stalked me, man. And I just didn't know who the next stalker was going to be, you know, who's pulling the number next, right? So uh, I was very guarded or I just might have, I might have told a, a white lie here and there just to keep you guys out of my business. But I'm not like that anymore. I, I Like I said, I'm, I'm just me now. And I'm tired I'm tired of hiding behind a curtain. This is who I am. This is who I am. And that's the end of it. So if I do answer a question differently than I answered before, just rest assured everything I'm saying is the truth. Um, everything I, I, and you can, you can rest assured with it, plain and simple. I don't really give a shit whether you, people like me or hate me at this point. I'd rather you like me for who I am or, and hate me for who I am than like me for who I'm not. Uh, and if I'm going to drop character and drop the whole in-character situation, I got to be me. Also, I want to thank everybody for even giving a shit enough about the death of X. The responses that I did get were unexpected, and I appreciate that very much. A lot. Quite a lot. Uh, the next question is, am I going to be making a new character? No. The answer is no. Not because I don't like the EWC. Not because I don't like E-Fetting in general. I'm done. I'm done, man. I'm I'm done because I got nothing new to offer. And honestly, I haven't done it in so long. I'm rusty. Some people said that if I got into it, that rust would come off. I mean, I don't know who read my RP on EWC.com, but I thought it was a turd. But it was all I had at the time. And, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. And the last question is, am I going to cancel this podcast? And the answer to that is maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I don't feel like... I want to keep this podcast going past when I don't have anything to say. You know, same thing with my e-fighting career. When I'm when I'm done, I don't want to push it. I don't want to get dried up. I don't want to be remembered as someone who's just scratching to stay relevant. Same thing with this podcast. When I'm not saying anything worth listening to, I'm not going to say anything at all. So that's that's the answer to those three questions. I hope that makes sense to you guys. Um, and there you go. I also want to give one more shout out to the recent pay-per-view that EWC did, uh, Thunder. I guess it wasn't a pay-per-view. It was just a show. But to me, it's kind of a pay-per-view. Uh, I always enjoy Thunder because you can always get, like, these characters that are out of nowhere, you know. It's like one-shots. And it gives you a broader range of people's creativity and stuff. I thought it was well done uh, across the board. Everybody involved, well done. Give yourself a pat on the back. 
have a beer with X. <laughs> or, sorry, have a beer with Jaden. <laughs> I'll get used to this, man. I'll get used to this, I promise. All right. Um, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. Uh, today's topic for the IMX episode is going to be uh, bad staff and fed head habits. And when I did this list, I really put together this list based on who I've inter- you know, gone together and, and worked with, who fed heads I've, I've had to work with through the years. I even thought about some of the crap that I did as a fed head that I wish I could, did, could do over and do differently, you know? So I'm actually, if I say that this, anything on this list is pointed at someone indirectly, it'd be me. I think if, if any of these things are, are aimed at some fed head who did this, it, it would definitely be me. But if it ain't me, it's no one in particular. So before someone says, oh, you're talking about the EWC. Oh, you're meaning UWO. Oh, you mean Kingdom of Pride. No, I don't. I don't mean anyone in particular, and nor will I ever mean anyone in particular. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be straight with you. All right? So the first thing I hate that uh, admin will say, let's call him admin for now, because it includes the staff and the Fed head together. The first thing I think that a bad habit they do is when they're biased. Now, Staff and fed heads admin who are biased are pieces of shit. I'm just being straight up with you, man. Why are you playing this game? Are you are you playing role play hour where you get your friends over, everybody, yay, and then the people who aren't popular or might be quiet or whatever, they don't get to have the fun? Hell no, man. And I've seen it happen. I've seen bias happen. I've seen a lot of people accuse admin of being biased when they don't get their way. That's a very it's a very like thin line because it's easy to accuse them of being biased. For every little thing when things just don't seem in the up and up the way you perceive them. But I don't think that's fair to admin in general. But there has legitimately been times where I felt that there was a bias in the Fed. An example, uh, having a champion stay around as champion too long when it's obvious that the people he's facing are kicking way more ass. You know, there's, there's definitely a bias. Like you're trying to make your title look more prestigious. Then it, then it, you think it won't look when the truth is your ch- your title's only as prestigious as the current champion that's holding it. So you can just keep that in mind, Fed heads. I mean, I'm sure it's great not to have a hundred champions in a month change the title, you know. And and I kind of agree with you on that in a way. But the truth is, I'd rather have a hundred title changes in a month than one champion who just sucks, you know, or obviously is just half-assing it now. You know, it's just. It's a very thin line, this bias thing. So stop biasing if you are. It's terrible. Um, number two thing I hate that staff and ba- and fed heads do, bad habit-wise, is when they're unapproachable. You should be approachable at all times. Yeah, you got to have a life, too. You're not getting paid. This isn't a job. And you, pl- you, you players out there, don't expect uh, your staff and fed head to be on tap for any question you may have or you want to work out an eight-hour backstory for your character. That's not fair. Don't do that to them. But they should definitely be approachable. If you send them an email and it's Fed head, you know, it's Fed related, you should get a response within 24 hours. I didn't say an hour. I didn't say eight hours. I'm saying 24 hours, just like any other business. And I'll get more into that later. But this should be a 24-hour rule with a response. You haven't received a response in 24 hours. You were in the wrong Fed. Move on. The Fed you're in is trash. And don't give me this crap that the Fed head was involved in a tsunami and he's swimming outside of Hawaii right now trying to get back to the mainland. I don't give a crap. There should be some sort of hierarchy in in your Fed with staff-wise where somebody can respond. You should be able to reach someone. I'm not saying if you email the Fed head, he should respond in 24 hours. You should be able to get a response from from some admin of some type within 24 hours. 
If you can't reach any of the top brass in 24 hours, you are in the wrong Fed. All right, next. When your Fed head disrespects or, or staff disrespects other Feds or insults them, that's bullshit. I'm sorry, man. Just because you do something a certain way in your Fed, don't make it the right way. Yeah, everyone in your Fed is happy. Of course they're happy. Uh, they're there. If they weren't happy, they wouldn't be there, right? So that's enough said right there. Um, but I also want to point out one thing. Everybody in your Fed head, and everybody in your Fed is going to cheer you on because there's that unwritten rule you don't want to get on the Fed head's bad side or you're not going to get a push. Honestly, I know that's not true. I mean, most of the Feds I know aren't really like that. Where you, know, you you can be you, you can say your thing, you can write a uh, RP that maybe they don't like. It doesn't mean they're not going to push you. That's the facts. But it always feels like it. You know, it always feels like if you say the wrong thing, get on their bad side. They're not going to put you over. They're not going to push you. And you could tell there are feds that are like that. And you could tell when that happens. But it's very rare. So I wouldn't worry too much over it. That being said, you, the feds, other feds should not be disrespected. If, if a Fed does a certain thing a certain way and the Fed you're in doesn't, that's just the way it is. Uh, E-Fedding has been going for a long time. Like I said, it's all about evolutions and evolving and getting better over time. And things change. So just because some other Fed is doing voting or judging differently than you, or maybe some Fed is like doing uh, pay-per-views differently, that doesn't make them wrong how they do it. And you don't sit there and tell them, oh, I, you know, whatever Fed you're in, was not very good, and I apologize for that. It doesn't work that way. That's wrong. It's really wrong because you're disrespecting everybody in that other Fed. You don't know them, and you don't know how hard they're working. And one day they may end up in your Fed, and you they may become your friend, or they become one of your best members, or they become your best staff. It's just kind of the way it is. You know, you don't insult other Feds, no matter who they are. You could say you're part of a certain Fed, and they could say they're part of a certain Fed, but overall, we're all part of a community. And this community is getting smaller and smaller, believe it or not. It's getting smaller and smaller. And it's going to keep getting smaller and smaller until there's hardly any players left. So we need to get together and share love, have some basic human decency, and lift each other up and not hold them down. And that includes the respect you show to other feds. Next, I hate this. When a fed head competes in his own fed puts themselves over, so to speak. I'm sorry. You don't even have to be an active competitor. When half your show is segments with your fed head character putting themselves over half the show, the hell with that, man. I'm sorry. Like, your players are there to play. You're the fed head. Like, I, I, I kind of relate this to, like, I play Dungeons and Dragons, right? And I do, I dungeon master a lot. I'm a DM. When I do a game, when I run a game at the table, I might make NPCs, you know, characters that are part of the story, but I don't make the story about my NPCs. The NPCs are there to elevate and support the main characters at the table. And E-Fedding is a lot like Dungeons & Dragons. It's just wrestling themed. So when the Fedhead puts his own self in the game, he's cheating. I don't care if the judging goes to other staff to judge. They're stupid like in the back of their mind to even be part of that. Because when the other Feds find out that this is going on, your Fed's going to lose hella cred. And that's the truth. But in terms of like putting yourself over with segments and stuff, maybe maybe you're not competing, but you're, you're half the show is about your fed head character. That's bullshit. Y again, you are an NPC. Believe it or not, you, the fed head, you, the staff, are NPCs, non-playable characters. You should be have really small roles in your show. When I was a, a general manager for a fed, 
when I was even fed head for a fed, when I'd have explode come out, I always opened the show. I had a thing where I opened my shows um, with X talking. That's how I did it. I always did that. I, I always had like a good long segment in the beginning. Really, I, I tried to do it as good as I can with juicy storyline. And I'd put over the rest of the show for the night in my segment from a heel point of view because I was X. But then that was it. After I was done with that, you didn't see me again. I didn't. I didn't do that. I let. I let my players be the fed. You know, I let my players did the do the storytelling, and I was just going to be there to uh, keep the the, the playmat. You know, to to unveil the world for them to play in. So a, a fed head is not much different than a dungeon master per se. He's he's the maestro of the story. He opens up the world for you and lays out the toys, and your players should be playing with those toys. Your fed head should not be playing with those toys with you. So if you're competing in your own fed. Stop it. If you have competing in your own fed, stop it. And don't give me that crap that the, you're, you're letting the staff vote for you. I'm sorry. It just looks bad. Even if they're on the up and up and they're really voting for you like any other player, it still looks bad. You're bringing the reputation value of your fed down. Stop it. All right. Next, when a fed is not transparent. I hate that. I hate when a fed is not transparent. And by when I say that, what I mean is if you find a match and you lose – First of all, I hate when players bitch about the loss and they want to see the scorecards and whatnot. I just, I'm sorry. Yeah, a lot of people say they can get better if they see the scorecards. They're only doing it so they can improve. Eh, maybe, but I'm telling you, there's some intentions in there that are saying, I just want to know how I lost, you know? Because I don't feel that I lost. I want to know how I lost. And that's unfair to the staff. It's unfair to the Fed head. But you should be transparent. So if they do ask, you need to be ready to give that answer. You need to be able to provide the, how you came up to the judging that you did. Um, and you really should be offering advice. I really do. You should have a column up somewhere in your, your forum for you to offer advice or why, you know, how you think players could could respond. If your players get on the forums and ask for feedback about their RP, you shouldn't offer that feedback until the match is over. But once the match is over, it is your job as an admin to offer advice. If you've got 10 staff on your Fed, at least one of you should offer advice. I'm not saying you all should. And I really honestly think the Fed head should do it. I really do as the Fed head. He should be the responsible person. you like the president, you know, of the United States or president of Canada. I don't know what Canada's got, but prime minister, who fucking knows? They got a canoe. But I think that you, one of the staff members, preferably the Fed head, should always offer advice to any person who asks for it. But if they're in a match, don't offer the advice till after the match is over because you're not trying to help them win during the match. You want to reflect on what took place. So that be that's that's how that should go down. Another one uh, is when a Fed head or staff member is not accountable. I don't like that, man. When you're not accountable, when you make a bad decision on a show, when you do a segment that didn't go over well, maybe maybe you read a RP wrong or you didn't judge fairly. Everybody in the world is telling you that you know the results weren't exactly the way they should have been be accountable man because you're learning too as a staff member and as a fed head you're still learning don't tell me you've been doing this for over 20 years and you know everything right now that kind of goes to the next part that i don't like but i'm gonna leave it at this because i gotta get to a, a commercial is that you are still learning just like the, the players are every day is a chance to get better at what you do sure you might be an amazing fed head sure you may be a great staff member and you're ready to make that transition to a fed head, but you're still learning. We're all still learning. You will be learning until the day you stop playing this game. So 
don't be afraid to be accountable for your decision making. So if you decide not to put somebody in a match, just let's say what character A has been winning nonstop. He won 10 in a row, but and you don't put him in a title match. You decide to go with two other characters that maybe didn't have the best record, which I kind of don't agree with. But let's say you did that. Be accountable for it. And if you get asked why you did that, you need to have a reason. Don't just tell me that's how you scheduled it. Be free with your reasons because part of a game is communication and being transparent. Your players want to win, but they know they can't always win, but they sure would like to know why they didn't win so they can improve and be better next time. So, yeah, be very transparent. I'm going to stop right here. Let us get to a commercial because I'm going to be ranting all day on this, and we'll be right back, all right? We got to do our, our, our promo for the greatest Fed on the planet today, in my opinion. Let's do it. Well, it's that time again. Time to pay the bills. No, I'm just kidding. I would like to introduce you to something that's been a big part of my life, and I want it to be a big part of yours. If you're listening to my podcast, you probably have already tried e-fetting in some way or form. Or maybe you stepped away and retired, and you're getting that itch to ride again. Or maybe you're just on the fence, and this is sort of like your intro to the whole hobby. Well, if that's the case, let me direct you over to an e-fed that I think is probably one of the best that there is. EWC, the Extreme Wrestling Corporation. That's the place that's sponsoring this show. You can find them over at ewcprez.proboards.com. That's ewcprez.proboards.com. They've got a schedule for everybody. Plenty of brands to go on. If you can only write every two weeks, they got you. Once a month, I'm sure they have some for that too. If I remember correctly, there's even one that you can write once a year. Pretty much something for everybody. So go check it out and tell them X sent you. That's the EWCE Fed over at EWCPrez.ProBoards.com. Trust me, it'll be one of the best decisions you ever made in your life. All right, all right, we're back. Back at it again. It was a good segment uh, before. I kind of was getting it rolling, but you know, when you do it at work, I have 30 minute time limits I can post this in. So, but it's, it's always good to show respect to whoever's uh, got your back and supported you. So, I always like to throw in that EWC commercial. I love that Fed. They've always supported me. And I, I really think that if you're not in the Fed or maybe you're in one you're not quite happy with, you should go check them out. They have an awesome community over there, awesome staff. And they have uh, a guy who's their fed head, who's one of my best friends. And uh, maybe that makes me biased. <laughs> maybe that makes me not transparent, but I don't care. I love the guy. And if you get to know him, you probably will too. So go check out the EWC. So we're going to get right back to staff uh, and bad fed head habits. So the next bad habit we'll say is when the fed head has power hungry or has an ego. Uh, Egos. Oh, God, I hate people with egos. It makes me wish I could meet you guys face to face some days when I run into a fed head with an ego. I want to slap the fuck out of you. Um, I really don't like it because on two levels. Number one, I am an over macho Italian guy. And I always think, you know, I can, there's always someone out there who can kick my ass. You know, no one is the most toughest guy on the planet unless your name is Brock Lesnar. And, and that being said, someone's out there who will always be able to kick your ass. Um, but I happen to know I can handle myself pretty well. I have a history of being able to handle myself pretty well. I have won more fights than I've lost. So 
it always pisses me off when I'm talking to some asshole kid who, who's a fed head who's talking to me like I'm dirt when I know that if we were in person, that would never happen. That would never happen. It pisses me off. Or when I'm talking to other members who do the same shit, it makes me wish I could just shove my hand down your throat and pull your fucking balls out from the inside out. But that's not going to be able to happen on the internet. That being so, when I meet these kind of people, I try to avoid them because all you do is bring out the worst in me. And e-feds who have fed heads and staff that are power hungry or huge egos are not my cup of tea. I know some fed heads feel like they're, they're, they're going to be able to walk on water one day because they've been doing this game so long. They can't make any mistakes. They feel like they can make uh, big rants about how the game should happen, right? Or big rants and how scoring should be or how people should act or how RP should be. And that's bullshit. Sorry, I'm just going to say it. E-fedding was born and created on diversity. Everybody role played differently. In the beginning, it was all about bopping shoots on, on the other person. We shot, you know, emails and text messages or instant messenger back and forth. Everybody was cutting promos on one another. And then it went to more of a character development slate where everybody was writing character development more than we were actually talking about the damn match. And then we got to the match era where everybody just talked about the match. And then we got to a point, where I think, where it all evolved, which today, where everybody kind of mixes it like a real, really, really well-made salad. You know what I mean? But the point I'm trying to make is it's always changing. It's always evolving. Don't sit there and tell me how e-vetting should be done. Don't tell me how I should write my RPs. In your Fed, if this is how you prefer it, that's okay. I'm okay with that. But I run into a lot of Fed heads that like to just go on tangents, make podcasts and stuff, telling me how uh, RP should be. And you got no right to do that. You ain't RPing for shit. You're right, making matches and judging people's RPs. You're not writing them. So get off your little you know, soapbox and open your, your mind a little bit. But there's nothing wrong with saying how you prefer things to be in your fed. So that's fair enough. This is your playground. And if I'm choosing to play with it, I got to be in your rules. So maybe think about that, how you're coming off as a staff member or a fed head. You're not the, the Bible of e-fedding. You're just the rules of the fed you're in. So keep that in mind. Um. Another thing I hate about when they don't do is when they don't fight to keep good members. This is a two-part hate thing because I don't like it when e-feds don't fight to keep their good members. Sometimes arguments happen. Sometimes there's disagreements. Sometimes there's miscommunication. Sometimes egos come into play. And the, the member just gets tired of it and leaves. And I don't blame them half the time because if they're that upset, this is supposed to be, nobody's getting paid to do this, like I said. And if they're going to play in an e-fed, that's the e-fed admins playground if you don't like the rules there you got to go find a place you like to play in but if you're a really strong writer and you're always there you're always writing your matches you're never late you don't no show you're very like uh, you're very involved and i don't mean like from a social level like just with the basics you you write your rps non-stop they're always good you can always be counted on to write a solid rp you're always going to be a hard match for somebody to beat and you decide to leave because you don't like the situation going on what if your fed head does not reach out to you and try not just to find out why, but to work out a way for you to stay. You need to leave that Fed. I'm sorry. Uh, a Fed should be treated like a business. Um, and I'm going to mention that again later. A Fed should be treated like a business. And businesses don't like to lose quality products or quality staff. or They don't want to you know, to downgrade. They always want to upgrade. So if you've got a great situation going, you're going to, like, like say for sports, for instance, you know, when a team has a great quarterback and the contract is up and he's kind of upset about how things are, mainly like the, his contract <laughs> so he's going to move on that team if they were happy with it or they, they he's the shit they're going to pay him a shit ton of money to stay well you ain't going to pay anybody a shit ton of money and he's to stay 
what you're going to do is make them feel appreciated. Sometimes respect is worth more than money. Anyhow, you should be fighting to keep those kind of players. But on the flip side, when I don't care how good you are, if the player is a just a problem-solving, toxic member of the community, he's got to go. And if a Fed head or staff member keeps letting those people back in, these toxic players, that's a bad habit too. You can't keep reinviting people back to your Fed. You're just going to be treading water. You're never moving forward. I just understand if someone leaves or a disagreement or whatever, I mean, I've left their disagreements. It's okay to invite them later after the, you know, things have cooled off, the water's calmed down a bit, giving them time to, to reflect on what's happened. You sometimes, it, you know, it's the best thing you could do. But if you let, if this happens again, don't invite them again. I mean, come on, just, that's just stop it. You're inviting the toxicity back into your fed. If it happens once, okay. If it happens a second time, you don't, you, you, you brought this on yourself. Okay. Just don't reinvite bad toxic members to your fed. It's a bad habit. Don't do it. It's not acceptable. And at the same time, you should be fighting to keep the good ones. Fight to keep your good players because your loss is going to be some other E-Fed's gain. Then you're going to be on the microphone making fun of their Fed because they don't judge the way you judge, but they got better riders. So who wins at the end of the day? Keep your good riders. Fight for them. Next up is when a staff member or Fed head puts up their shows late, but yet he expects his members to be on time with their role plays. So a lot of Feds like to put, and I, and I really appreciate this, by the way. This is not an insult. I love when Feds put the timer on the top of their forums to let you know, players know how much time they have left to post their RPs. I really love it when feds do that even so that the member doesn't even have to log in. It, it's nice to just be able to go to the website and without having to log in and see how much time you have left to post an RP. So there you go. That, that's great. If your fed is doing that, good job. You're cut above the rest. What I think is bullshit, though, is if you're doing that and they get their RP in on time and you don't post a show on time, I mean, come on. You have a, just as much a responsibility to be on time and be accountable as your members do. You can't knock somebody for not being accountable if you're not accountable. It's lame. It's very disrespectful. Bad reputation for your, your Fed. And I will call you out on my podcast moving forward if you do that crap because it's just not okay. It's just, ah, uh, it's not okay. You should be held to the same rules as your members. Post your shows on time. If your show isn't going to be up at a certain time, don't say it will, and then you're off the hook. But if you say it's going to be posted up on Monday, you put it up on Monday. If you say it's going to go up on Thursday, you put it up on Thursday. If you say the show is going to be up at 8 o'clock on Monday, that show better be at least started to be posted at 8 o'clock on Monday. But I want to reiterate something. If it says the show is going to be up at 8 o'clock on Monday on your website, and you get your at least, and you're one of those people like I used to do when I fed it, I used to put my shows up in increments so people had a time to read them. That's okay. But if you're one of those people who are just posting parts of the show up and, you know, the show actually never is fully up until tomorrow, that's just as bad as not posting your show. People bust their ass to write the best RP they can, sometimes multiple RPs, to get it up on time, on the time that you told them was the deadline, right? And then they count down the minutes to watch the show to get the results and expect the same respect that you respected that you wanted in return. And if you don't get it to them... You're, you're worse than the writers. So get your show up on time. That That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and lastly, I think, I mean, there's a lot on my list here, and I feel like I've kind of bled into the other ones. So uh, let's see. We got, oh, bullying. Uh, bullying is not okay. Don't, uh, staff and fed heads who bully their members is trash. Terrible. 
don't don't make them feel like they have to kiss your ass to get a win. I don't care if they're not. I don't care if it really isn't that way. Like if you really do judge effectively, if your actions kind of like make other people feel like they have to kiss your ass to to get a win or to fit in. I don't want to be part of that fed. I don't know why they want to be part of that fed. And you're a bad fed head or you're a bad staff member. So stop it. It's it's not okay. I, I've seen feds where it's like everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid, man. Where the, where everybody's like being calm and cool and collected on their Discord or on their forums. And then the fed head jumps in and says something that's just obviously like totally not going with the flow of anything. And everybody, oh, yeah, yeah, the, whatever he says is right. Whatever, whatever the fed head wants to be done is the right way it's being to be done and then at least people like me to sit there and argue with them and make me look like an asshole because I'm, they think i'm just trying to argue but deep in their minds they're thinking at least somebody's speaking up right uh don't bully your members it's it's bad look man it's a really bad look you know i i think if i gave you if i said out of all these i'm gonna stop there and if i think out of all those things i just talked about if there was three things i want you to take away from bad habits it'd be not letting your bad past members come back time and time again. That's one, because that's terrible. Two, a Fed head or staff member should not compete in their own Fed or spend half the show putting segments up with their characters. Let your players tell the story. You don't get to tell the story. Let them tell the story. You just get to lay out the playground for them to play out straight up. And then three, the when you don't fight to keep your members. Those three things are really important to have a successful Fed. I hope staff and Fed heads that listen to this show do listen to this, take something I say and run with it because it's all good stuff. I don't mean any kind of, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not talking about any one person in general. These are just things I've ran through in my time playing this game. And yeah, um, there's a lot of pros. I mean, I've ran into Fed heads. I've named, I have three things down. I wanted to think about a Fed head that I've talked to recently that does three things that I really like. Okay. So I want to end the show on a good note. I, I know a Fed head right now and he knows who I'm talking about. I am talking about a person now. And I, I there's three things about this person that I like as a Fed head that I wish all Fed heads did. Um, and so I'm going to name them. Uh, one of the things he does is he's very welcoming. This Fed head goes out of his way to welcome new members. And that's important. It's really important because those first few people he gets to talk to will determine how he's going to approach the Fed. And that Fed head always approaches them and says, welcome, even if it's an automated message, which I kind of feels a little cheesy, but it's still more than most people do. Um, but he goes out of their way and talks to him. He's And he always responds to any posts they make that are about the Fed, too. And I appreciate that. Another thing he does is he treats the Fed like a business. See, I told you I'd get back to that. You need to treat your Fed like a business, folks. Um, I know it's just a game. I said that a million times, it's just a game, but it also is a business. A business doesn't have to make money to be a business. You are, or you're a role playing as a CEO. You are role playing as Vince McMahon, right? And Vince McMahon runs a business. And a lot of times that business storyline creeps into the storyline of the, of the wrestling as it is. But when you got people signing contracts, contracts are really only signed with a business. So if you're going to make them sign a contract, then you need to do that your end and treat it like a business. And businesses always fight to keep the good product. They're constantly dumping the bad product. And they're always trying to upgrade their product. And they're always trying to evolve to keep ahead of the other products that are out on the market. This Fed head I'm talking about, which I'm still not going to name names, but he knows who I'm talking about, treats his Fed like a business. I really respect that. And I, I, he is a role model for other Fed heads to follow. And then lastly, 
A good Fed head gives good advice all the time. A Fed head, a Fed head should constantly be available to give advice. Uh, it shouldn't always, you shouldn't have to hear from your Fed head only when you're in trouble. You know, if you're hearing from your Fed head only when you're in trouble or you did something wrong, if, if a member emails the Fed head and a staff member responds instead, these are all bad looks, man. Your Fed head should be available to you within 24 hours <laughs> to write, give you some advice because advice from the Fed head just feels a lot more strong than it does from a staff. And I'm saying that. From both angles, I was a staff member and I was a Fed head at one time. And I can honestly say it does feel better when it comes from the Fed head because it's just like you're getting that final word, you know, because nobody's above him. And it just feels like you're you matter more when the Fed head took the time to answer you. So that's all I gotta say about that. Um really, you know, it was kind of a long list, and I know I've probably ruffled some feathers with it. It's not intended. Uh today is uh December 30th. We're one day ahead of New Year's Eve. Um, and the reason I'm stopping here is I want to take a minute and talk to you guys and just say, this year sucked ass. And I know I'm not saying anything you guys don't already feel. This year sucked ass. 2020 can lick my balls, man. It's been terrible. And I'm so glad it's over. But I want to make one thing clear to everybody out there who's living in La La Land. Things don't change on midnight of the December 31st. We're not all of a sudden out of the shithole. We're going to be a shithole on January 1st. Uh, today I heard that somebody got the vaccine here in America and then probably caught COVID two days later. Um, the vaccine, if people have already said the vaccine is only 50% effective with the first shot. So my message to you all is as you go into the new year, yes, we will be living in a shithole still, but do yourself a favor and change the shithole atmosphere for yourself. Don't pay attention to everything the media tells you. If you see something on the news or hear something on the radio that bothers you, study a little bit, do your homework. Find out the true story behind it before you worry about it. Wear a face for uh, <laughs> wear a face mask. I am tired as hell today. Wear a face mask, man. Wear a fucking face mask. Even if you don't believe that COVID is real, even if you think your your rights are being taken away, when you're not wearing a face mask, you're taking away the rights of other people. So just wear the face mask, man. It's it's not going to be happening forever. I'd say one more year at tops, which leads me into my next thing. When the vaccines are out, people are getting it. We don't just automatically go back to the real world. It's going to be about a year before you even start thinking there's some little bit of a real world out there. So be kind to your neighbors. Be kind to your friends. Be sensitive to people who are feeling depressed or upset. And just help lift them up, you know, because you lifting them up today might mean they lift you up tomorrow. Um, so that's how 2021 can be different. Let's use this quarantine as a, a platform to look at how bad things can be and how much we truly all need each other. And lift each other up. Let's all of us become undisputed champion of the world together and all be champs at the end of 2021 and say we kicked this thing's ass and it ain't ever coming back. And uh, that's all I want to say, man. Um, I love every one of you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for uh, taking the time to deal with a little bit of my ranting and my opinion making. And just thank you overall for impacting my life in one way or another. And to, again, people who are listening to me for the first time today, welcome aboard. I don't know how much longer I'm going to do this, but uh, for now, I just felt it was important that I need to get this out before the end of the year. And I and now it's done. So uh, y'all take care. Uh, always believe. This is Jaden. Peace.